episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast, episode number 17. In this episode, the moms chat about their Kerr-Click giveaway, the overscheduled homeschooler, and share their favorite art and science recipes. <laughs> Honey, where's my glasses? Can I have a drink? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And And we're we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit-chat, Tina? 28 minutes, 50 seconds. So Becky, how was your week this week? It went really quite well. Again, we're working on the modified schedule that I created to work around enrichment classes, even though enrichment classes haven't started yet. Um, I went ahead and planned our week with a lighter load on Monday and Wednesday mm-hmm. because I know once we come back, we're not going to want to do like a full week's worth of work or first full day's worth of right. work. So um, working with the modified schedule like that, it's still going really well. We got everything done every day this week that I wanted to. Nice. Except that Danielle is is finishing an art project today that we didn't get finished on Friday. But, you know, when you're working with those art projects that require white glue and it takes like a hundred <laughs> oh. years to dry. Oh, yes. I hate those. Yeah, that's why we switched to hot glue for a lot of that. <laughs> that's a really, you know, that might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, I do have a hot glue gun somewhere now that I think about it. So good thinking. Yeah. Um. But other than that, we got everything done that we wanted to get done this week, which I was very proud of. Um, Danielle is still having a lot of issues with some of the stuff that's going on in Little House in the Big Woods. Oh, right. (laughs) It just strikes me as very odd because she watches Doctor Who and all this kind of stuff. So she sees, you know, all sorts. I mean, I'm not like letting her watch Pulp Fiction or anything. (laughs) You know, I mean, I let her watch some shows that some parents may think are a little iffy. And... um, but for some reason, all of the scenes of hunting in that book are just really bothering her. Uh-huh. And so she skips them. Oh, no. And um, then when it comes time to answer the questions at the end of her chapter and to tell me what happened at the end of the chapter, she can't always remember all of it because she skipped big chunks of it. So then oh, I end no. up having to go through the book. I go through the book and I find the scenes that I know that she skipped and I'll read through and find the part that she needs for her, you know, her answer. And I'll read her that part. Right. But I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, wanting to say, you know what, you really need to read this. Yeah. I mean, I'm torn between saying you need to read this because it's sure. an, an important part of the book and at the same time being respectful of the part problem that she's having with it. Yeah, that is hard. So hopefully it's just this book. Um, if it becomes, I'm going to let it go in this book because, I mean, I know that you can follow the story without having to know that Paul killed a bear and a deer and everything yeah. else. Um, and that's not necessarily the main focus of the book so we can get away with it but if there's something else that she has to read that it turns out that she needs to be able to read those parts whether hunting or something i'm just gonna have to push her to do it yeah which i hate having to do but what else are you gonna do yeah yeah that is hard so that's our our um language arts that i'm doing with danielle right now we're reading little house in the big woods and i keep calling it little house on the prairie and she keeps correcting me right (laughs) and uh who was I, we were talking to? Oh, we were talking to Teacher Bobby about it, and uh-huh. I said "Little House on the Prairie," and Danielle said it's called "Little House in the Big Woods." And Teacher Bobby says, "Well, 
there wasn't a TV series called Little House in the Big Woods, but there was a TV series when your mom was little that was called Little House on the Prairie. Right. Exactly. That's why I call it that, because right. I watched the TV series when I was a kid. I wanted to be Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yeah, so you are reading the first book then. Yes. The second one is Little House on the Prairie, I believe. Okay, no, we're watching, we're reading Little House in the Big Woods. Right, so you were in the first one then, yeah. yeah. And there was a lot more hunting than that, as I, as I recall now that I think about it. Yeah. So I don't remember as much in the in the later episodes. Uh, episodes. Right. <laughs> Stuck on the TV show, too. <laughs> later books, whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, so, but other than the, the all the hunting and stuff, that's going really well. And I'm trying to encourage her to pick another book to read. And this is driving me crazy. I don't know if you have this problem with... Um, with Maven or not, Danielle will start a book and then decide she doesn't like it and just set aside. Which oh, to no. me is, I can't, I can't do that physically. No, I, I am, can't either. I think in the history of all of the books I've ever read, I can think of maybe two or three that I've started and then just set aside and not finished. Right. Because of circumstances that I can control. A couple of times it's happened, circumstances outside my control, like something was due back at the library or I had to give it right. back to somebody or something. But, like, there was one, it was a Clive Barker book, and I literally read the first three chapters and realized it was the second, it was a second book of a series. I still didn't want to set it aside. I still wanted to finish it, but I didn't know what was going on because I hadn't read the first book. So, to me, the idea of, like, starting a book and not finishing it is just oh, so I know. I can't alien. I can't yeah. even, like, comprehend it. Even if I don't like it, I still feel like I have to see it through to the end. Exactly, because it may pick up. <laughs> Exactly. There have been books that I've read that were like that, too. In fact, like the whole beginning of Les Miserables, which actually ended up being my number one favorite book of all time, eventually. If I hadn't stuck it out, I would never have known that it was so good. Exactly. And so <laughs> she was getting her purse ready for tomorrow. The, my kids are already packing for the for enrichment classes tomorrow. It's like, you know, oh, funny, like more than, you know, 24 hours away or no, 12 hours away and they're they're already packed they've got their clothes laid out they are ready to go how exciting i haven't even thought about it i mean i keep reminding <laughs> myself and i'm like crud i have to figure out lunch i don't know what we're gonna do <laughs> and so um she was like i need to get a book mom so i have a book to read just in case i have some downtime and she i have a shoebox of um chapter books that i've just picked up here and there most of them are like the first book in a series mm-hmm. and i get them for her so she can check out the series and see if she's gonna like it and she's like i don't know which book to get and in the back of my mind i was thinking well it doesn't really matter because you probably won't finish it oh no <laughs> but um but she does have two doctor who books in there and i'm hoping she'll read oh, one fun. of those <laughs> yeah those are really hard to find but um there huh. are doctor who chapter books they're put out by the bbc and they're wow. um their BBC First Reads, I think, is the name of the program that they are published under. And she has I Am Dalek and, <laughs> and another one about Cybermen. Oh, fun. Yeah. And they're starring David and Martha. So they're not super <gasps> up with the times, but yeah. they're better than, you know, the books. Like, I have some books in my collection that are Tom Baker and Colin Baker. And oh. Stuff like that. But they wouldn't be as interesting to her because, one, they're not young adult novels. They're actually adult novels. Right. And she doesn't know those doctors. Right. So that's that with Danielle trying to get her to pick up a stupid chapter book and read it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, if you don't pick one soon, I'm going to pick it for you. And then <laughs> you won't like that nearly as much. <laughs> Does she have the thing, too, where when she likes a, a series that she doesn't want to move on to another series until she's finished that series? Because Maven mm-hmm. does that. I wish. No, we don't. Oh, God, she will not. She's like, I'm like, we'll just go pick up another book until that one comes in. And she's like, no, I, I can't. That's too confusing. I'll, for, I'll mix up the plots. So she doesn't want to like move on until she's finished that series. I'm like, well, then, what do you do when it hasn't been written yet? Yeah, that's, that's tough. <laughs> she was like that with, um, 
with the Judy Moody books. She was really yeah. into those and wanted them as they came out. And then uh, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. But other than that, no. Because that would be even that would even be acceptable to me. Because then at least I would have somewhere for her to go when she right. finishes a book. You know. Right. <laughs> right now I'm just like I don't know which direction to even go when she finishes something because I don't know what she's going to want next. Yeah, that's hard. It is. And then let's see what else do we do this week. The history is still going really well. Doing it with both children. Um, we good. worked on moving from caves to towns this time. Uh-huh. Which was a lot of fun. Um, I like that there's a lot of coloring. I have I give them the stuff and let them color while I'm reading to them. Cool. And they seem to like that a lot. Um, I oh I gave Jack a blank piece of paper and I told him why don't you draw a picture of something that we read about in the story and guess what he drew pictures of? What tanks? Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think they had tanks when they were just learning how to farm. <laughs> Why don't we draw a picture of the machine that they used to irrigate their crops or something? The you know? Shadoof? <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Shadoof, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, let's draw a picture of that. And he was like, I want to draw pictures of tanks. I'm like, okay, the paper and pencils are mine now, and you get to sit and listen instead of drawing. Because I feel like if he's drawing pictures of tanks, he's not really listening to his right. history lesson. Oh, I know. I know. That's hard. There's some really good videos on online about making a shadoof if you want to look into that that would be a lot of fun i think yeah yeah there was one that i saw that was a british kid i have to see if i can find it again there was a british kid explaining how to build one you could tell it was like a school project making this video you know yeah. <laughs> it was really cute and it was this this cute british accent it was like nine or ten year old kid explaining how to build your own shadoof little miniature one. Oh, it was cool i was just thinking we totally could do that thank you yeah we yeah. may do that this coming week um and then Oh, and then last weekend, you know, was Danielle's birthday. Oh, right. And she got, of course, as as always happens, she got a bunch of cash and she got a gift card to Target. So we took her to the store to go shopping for her birthday. Plus, uh, Dean got his birthday present from my mom early because his birthday is actually on Monday. Ah. And um, she gave him a gift card to Target as well. So we went to Target to go Fun. shopping to, for them to spend their birthday money in. Danielle did so well. She went through and she kept track in her head of how much she was spending and how oh, much awesome. she had left and everything. And um, when we got all the way to the end, she was like, wow, you know, she spent right up to, you know, pretty much up to the dollar of how much she had. Mm. And then she goes, I got enough to pay for all of it, mom. And I said, well, you know, we got to the end and you did forget one little thing. And she goes, what's that? And I said, they charge tax. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I told her since she did such a good job of keeping track of all of it in her head, I really didn't have to help her at all, except reminding her that five ninety nine is five is six dollars, not five dollars. Right. But other than that, she did all of it by herself. Awesome. Uh, and so I told her, I said, you did such a good job. I'll take care of the tax. You can just. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. About it. So she got herself some little, she got one of those little girl Lego sets. Oh, and, how funny. Yeah. And she got, um, uh, oh, she got this thing. Have you heard of hex bugs? I have. Taryn has one. They're awesome. She got a larva. Have you seen that one yet? I don't think I've seen the larva, no. Okay, so the larva is about maybe three inches long, Uh and it it has a sensor on the front of it. It senses before it's going to bump into something, and it turns back. Oh, very cool. And um, so she's been playing with that. And we have a bunch of hex bugs around here because I, uh, I got sent some because they wanted me to blog about them a couple years ago. Oh, very cool. And so for a while there, we were, we were up, in our, up to our elbows in hex bugs. I, ended up do- <laughs> ex- I actually ended up donating like a dozen of them to EPU for their Christmas party. because Oh, wow. Because they originally sent me like 30 of them. Holy cow. Those are not, if they're the ones I'm thinking of, the they're not cheap either. The 799 piece ones, yeah. Wow. We, we also have all of the track that goes with them and everything. Oh, how cool. 
Yeah, every once in a while I get these great opportunities that people want to send me stuff to blog about or to review, which we also do that for the podcast. So anyone yes. out there listening <laughs> hint, hint. Who, hint, hint, <laughs> who has a product that you might want us to review or whatever, um, please feel free to contact us because we definitely enjoy doing that. Yeah. Um, cool. And I enjoy doing it on my blog as well, which was which was why it was so cool to get the hex bugs. <laughs> yeah. And my kids still, to the, that was like two years ago when they first came out that, that they gave them. And my kids still play with the hex bugs and they, they're still really into them. And they're really fun, fun to learn about um, how things move. Oh, yeah, I bet. Because they show different, different um, ways that things move. Yeah. So I think that was pretty much the whole, that was my whole week. I, <laughs> we did schooling and birthday shopping and that was about it. Yeah. How about you? How was your week? It's okay. I still am not. I haven't gotten um, fully up to speed yet. I'm still feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm not properly prepared, and I'm just so stretched to the limit with all the different things that I'm trying to get done on a given day that I haven't caught up yet. But we've kept math on track uh, for the most part. I think Tieran has only like one day that he he missed. I can't remember what we were doing, but other than that, Maven has been right on top of her math. She's been. Of course, she's very motivated to play on the computer. She's really into um, Zoo Tycoon right now um, because, well, she was into it before, but she got really into it because we went to the zoo this week. So um, she absolutely had to get back onto Zoo Tycoon when she got home. So, she, of course, she wants to get all her math done so that she can earn the time on the computer. So that was very helpful. <laughs> it was very nice to have that. So she's doing really good with her math, and, and she keeps up where she's going um, we should be done long before Christmas, I believe, so that we can move on to the next grade, which is what I'm aiming for. I had hoped that she would have finished this book over the summer, but just wasn't in the cards. <laughs> it yeah. got too hot. So, yeah, so this should work out well. And then, um, Tieran, I, I, I bought these books when Maven was, um, a kindergartner, I believe, from just GW School Supply, and they're these scholastic, they're kind of, like, uh, activity books for teachers basically and they're called um shoebox learning centers have you ever mm-hmm. seen these they're made Actually, by scholastic i, think I have I, I think i saw them when at a scholastic sale i went to yeah well they looked really cool to me because you they they give you the reproducibles to to copy and sometimes you copy just one copy and sometimes like if it's cards or whatever you copy multiple ones um and it gives you a um i'm going to do a full review at one point but i'm just mentioning it quickly here that um and it gives you a, a sheet that you you copy and you cut it out and it says directions and then there's like a label for the for the uh, title of the name of whatever the activity is and you slap it onto a, a shoebox. I have plastic shoebox I use it on. It's really awesome. So this week was the first time that I ever used one with Tiran. I think it was this week. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I think it was this week. It might have been last week. I don't know. Maybe I just forgot about it the week before. Anyway, it worked really well because I just laminated them and and um, and he play, it was a car it was a set of cards that he had to put in order of the t- it was um dragon's day and i even sat down with colored pencils and colored them in because i thought it would look much more appealing that way and mm-hmm. it was very small so it wasn't something that he'd be able to color in it was tiny it would have been a big challenge um and i i just wanted to do it because i like coloring sometimes too i love coloring yeah. it's very relaxing i have coloring books yeah oh fun yeah i um 
Well, anyway, so he, he really, really got into it. It was putting the day in order of the time, and it has a.m. and p.m., and, you know, he wakes up at this time, and he goes to school at this time, and he eats lunch at this time, and you have to put them all in order. And he really got into it. I took some pictures of it because he was, he was really getting into it. So um, there's a whole bunch of I have four different books, so I just I'm going to brilliant idea about that would you like to hear about it yeah so we all have you me shauna and i'm sure there's other moms that are going to be over there at um at class that all Uh have boys or kids right around the same age yeah if we each took one of those things yeah and made four copies of it so we i make four of exactly the same box Uh uh-huh and then we can bring them and we can swap and then eat. It'd be like a cookie swap, except instead of getting back a dozen cookies that you're just going to eat and get fat, you're going to make a shoebox learning center that you can then, you're going to have four different ones that you can then take home and use. Yeah, yeah, that's a possibility. The thing that I was thinking, though, is most of these you're only going to use once. So that's uh, why I was thinking I was just going to make them and then hand them out to anybody who wants it after me. So, um, but yeah, either way would work. That's a really, your idea is really good too. Either way. Yeah, because you're only going to use it once. Most of these you're not going to use more than once. It's not the kind of, I mean, this this is the kind, he may do it twice. And maybe if I put it away and bring it back out. And I was thinking I could package them up in Ziploc bags because all of the pieces, at least with this one and most of them, are small enough that I could fit in like a large zipper bag. And mm-hmm. I thought I'd just store them in zipper bags and I could just kind of hand them around. Say, oh, I'm done with this. Here, you guys can use it, you know. And if somebody else has another book and copies those and makes though yeah anyway i'm sure they probably have older ones too but well maybe not maybe not it is kind of a younger activity it's it's k to two so i figured i better use it this year or else it's not going to happen yeah (laughs) and uh i mean there's some phonics in here that are actually beneath him now so i might i might hand that off to somebody else who might want that like if you wanted it (laughs) because it's it's like three letter words and he's beyond three letter words so yeah i think most of this i have to look through it but i think most is in fact a lot of the stuff in the one i'm doing i started with the time and measurement book and it was some of them were um way too kindergarten issue (laughs) i was like skipping over some of them were way too young for him but yeah it was really fun he really got into it and i'm thinking you know maybe we do a couple of them a week i'm not gonna do it every single day but you know have a couple of weeks because they are a lot of work to put together but once you put together once you put it together, I laminate it. It's going to last for years. <laughs> you know, you could pass them around to tons of kids. There you go. So, yeah, I was thinking that would be really cool. So, And um, speaking of Tieran's reading ability, he has really taken off. We we discovered the Elephant and Piggy books. I bet you yes, know those. Yes, we love My those books. Goodness, those are so fun. He really likes them, but I discovered – I bought – I bought i always say that when i go to the library i buy books no we borrowed like the whole section from our library we took them all he wanted them all so we took them all home if if you're not familiar if anybody's not familiar with it's it's mo willem is that his name mo willem the same guy who does the the pigeon books which are really really cute too but these are early reader books instead of picture books and um, so they're designed specifically for him, his age. And he was reading through them. And they're, they're what I was looking for exactly where it's just got like one sentence on a page. And they're, they're not like three word sentences. They're, you know, five or six word sentences sometimes. So it's a little bit more complex. It's not the early, early, early readers, but it's the next step, you know. So then I noticed when I was watching him read it, 
because he's just whizzing through it. And I'm like, that is too easy for him. <laughs> he's like yeah. actually reading it so fast and so without even having, I don't think there was any words that he had to ask for help with. And he read a bunch of them. All of a sudden he'll just sit down and he'll like read through four of them in a row. And I'm like, okay, we are ready for level two. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's kind of balking at it. Cause I just, I just got him at the library yesterday, actually. But I, See, I almost said bought again. <laughs> I got <laughs> a bunch of uh, a level two books. Although I still try to get, I still look for the level two books that are like three or four sentences, not like a whole page, you know, because I think he'd still be really overwhelmed and not super, super thick. So I don't know. Some of them I may have gotten were, I mean, some of the ones I got may have been a little bit much, but we'll see. He hasn't opened those up yet. So he's still going back to that because we still have the elephant and piggy books too. Yeah. <laughs> he really loves them. They're really I cute. Love I love those books. And they actually, are. I right here next to my computer, if you look on my windowsill, I have a little clay elephant and a little clay piggy that Daniel made. Oh, cute. Yeah. Well, I think it's just the humor in them that he really likes. It's just, it's very good kid humor. Oh, I really absolutely. like it. I really like it a lot. So very cute. So there's a series of books. If anybody's looking for some good early reader books for their little ones that are learning to read elephant and piggy by Mo Willem. We'll put a link to that in the notes. So that was kind of exciting. Um, Let's see. I mentioned we went to the zoo. We got to see the new sea lion cove. Our so zoo. jealous. Oh my gosh. Our zoo. Apparently this has been going on for a couple of years. I did not know. Have you heard about the um, Wells Fargo Wednesday where the yes. kids get in free? I, this was the very first time I had heard about it. I went to, when I went in, I said, when, how long has this been going on? And they said, it's been a couple of years. And I'm like, where have I been? I have never heard of this. No, it hasn't been a couple. It, it maybe has been a year because um, you know how I know about it is Tony. Um, oh, Tony worked the kickoff party for oh, right. it, and so he was telling me about it. Well, maybe I remembered it wrong. Maybe it wasn't a couple of years, obviously, but but yeah. Anyway, it had been going on for a, t- a significant amount of time. But I'm thinking maybe the reason I didn't know is because we always had passes before, so none of that was relevant. But our pass expired, and um, uh, our membership, I should say, expired, and um, we haven't gone to the zoo because we just haven't been able to afford it. So when I heard that kids were free, all I had to do was pay for parking and myself to get in. I'm like, I can afford that. <laughs> so, so I think we may be going every first Wednesday of the month to the Chaffee Zoo. <laughs> awesome. Because that would make it actually affordable. We can actually do it. And really monthly is fine. I think so. Maven used to go every single weekend with her dad and that was great for her, but I'm not really that into the zoo that much. So I'd let them go. You know? Yeah, that's a lot of zoo. That's a lot of zoo. We had membership then, so it was always free. So, But the yeah. Sea Lion Cove, oh my gosh, you have to go. It's so awesome. It's really, really cute. There is a little baby harbor seal there that is just so cute. Maven fell in love with her. Her name was Ariel. And so Maven always brings her sketch pad with her, her art art book to the library. Uh, t- Boy, I can talk today. <laughs> to the she always brings her sketch pad to the zoo. So she um, actually sat down at one point when those leave for a while because she wanted to draw the, the observation window because they have like the underwater section where you can see in under the water. And the seals will every once in a while and sea lions will come through and swim by. And so she was drawing a picture of that. It was very cool. I got actually a couple of pretty decent pictures of that too with my iPhone. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. The pictures you posted were fantastic. Yeah. I was, I was really surprised. It, it, it actually turned out pretty good. They don't always, but the one that, the one thing that they need to get over there though, is that it's kind of, um, it's the way that it's built in those little observation areas. Cause they have a couple different observation areas. There's no wind flow. 
<laughs> so and they but they have it very well manned i was very impressed they had people at each station I, and i'm hoping that they continue to do this because they do games with the kids and they talk to the kids about the seals and sea lions and and they have all these little activity things about like lift the flap and see what the difference between a seal and a sea lion is and that kind of thing and awesome. they don't I, I don't they have some of that around the zoo but this was like this seemed a lot more than what i've seen at any other areas and this is a permanent thing so it's not like a temporary thing they bring out for an event. So that was really cool that there's like people there and they had a little game where you divide the animals by mammals and fish. And I forget what all the categories were. They had little plastic animals and the kids were to sort them into the buckets. And it was very cool. Yeah. So anyway, you should check it out when you get a chance. We definitely will be checking it probably this week, actually, since Dean is on vacation. All week. Yay. Very cool. Yeah. And if you ever see, there's a there's a young woman there named Alex that we ran into at the petting zoo. And apparently she moves around the zoo. But oh, my gosh, she was so fun. The kids had a blast talking to her. She was very, very chatty. And she was so fun to talk to. And, and Maven was showing her all her pictures. And then the lady was pointing out different parts of this the picture and saying how this is called or whatever you know like she had she was explaining this kind of an animal their legs go back like this and you did a really good job of drawing that like it was really educational it was amazing she was like fantastic fully interacting with maven maven wouldn't stop showing it i'm like she she had to leave because she was off work and i'm like maven you gotta stop because she needs to leave we have had some of the best zookeepers ever that like put up with my kid because we go oftentimes during the day when there's not any other you know, kids there except little right. tiny kids, right. which is actually the best time of the day to go to the zoo. Absolutely, yeah. And my kids will pester a zookeeper yeah. <laughs> with questions, like because they'll answer a question, and then the kids will have another question based on what they just said. So we'll be, and they're so nice and so um, understanding and everything, and they just stand there and they answer my kids' questions for long periods of time. Very cool. Very I often cool. think I should send them like a you know a cookie basket or something. Yeah. For all the time my kids have taken up. But they yeah. all they all seem super nice about it. They, you know, none of them are. ever seem rushed or yeah. mean. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, no, it was it was the first time we had that experience, and it was really she was just so eager to share stuff with us, and it was very interesting. It wasn't just babbling about random stuff. It was really interesting and relevant too. So I was like, I was like, whoa, and I was asking her questions too. It was very cool. I had never had that experience before. It makes me want to go back again again and again (laughs) so it was very cool so anyway that was really fun and oh one really fun thing that other fun thing that we did this week was we made flupper i know i posted on the facebook page i posted on instagram and it went to facebook and that was really fun you guys have made flubber before right yes we have yeah we're gonna actually talk more about that later but i just want to mention that was a really fun thing we did this week the kids (laughs) i came up with this idea i was like because tieran had asked me to make flubber we had actually made it for his um alien birthday party we called it alien slime for his alien birthday party and he had wanted to make some more because he had dropped his in the dirt and it got ruined pretty quickly so he wanted to make some new flubber and i had said yeah we'll do it we'll do it sometime soon because we still have all the ingredients and um and then i finally it was like ding light bulb moment this will give them something to play with while i'm reading so we went and made and when i first started making it maven's made it a zillion times before tieran's only done it like twice and um you know, we should do a lot more when she was younger. <laughs> and and Maeve was like, I don't want to do it. She's like, it stinks. I don't want to do it. And as soon as we started working on it, 
she was like, I think I want to make some. Of course. <laughs> so that was nice. So she made Flubber with us, and and, uh, and then they played with it while I read, and it worked out really, really well. So I, I think I'm going to go through my website that has, we're going to talk about it later, it has all kinds of art recipes on it, and uh, and start making a bunch of the recipes on there, because there's a ton I've never made. So I think that would be a really fun thing. So I'm excited that's about that. great idea. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be cool. We'll have new stuff every week, and it'll give us some some neat stuff to make so anyway that was very cool and then anyway let's see what else oh and then amazon you know about amazon free books right yeah i'm sure you know all about those i discovered uh, some really good free books on there so if anybody doesn't know about this yet you got to go check it out if you've got an iphone or a kindle they give out free books like every week i think it's different ones it's like limited time i had no idea so um, I got some cool free books this week, and I read one that was really, really good. So I was, like, really excited and wanted to share that, too. If you don't know about the Amazon, there's, like, a whole section for it. If you go to their website and you can read through whatever the free books are at the moment for your Kindle or your Kindle app on your phone. So that was so exciting. I actually, like, couldn't put this – I couldn't put my phone down. I was so into this book that I read <laughs> a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, I got to go. And so I went in there today and found more. So I'm like, yay. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And the last uh, really cool thing that happened this week was Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was very, very exciting. So we won't go into that because I know there's not all Whovians on the show, but uh, I just. And we don't want to have any spoilers. No, for definitely too. He hasn't watched because I'm always a day behind. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Very, very cool. My kids got to watch the second episode with me because the first one was a bit creepy, but the second one was great. So they watched the whole thing and they're like, so into it. (laughs) I know. I'm so excited to watch it. New, new season. (laughs) Very exciting. So you have something to share with our listeners today. That's very exciting. I posted some little cryptic messages around. Um, <laughs> we have our very first giveaway. Yay! Yay! <laughs> first of all, I'd like to thank Kerklick for providing us with um, three $20 gift certificates to give away to our listeners. So thank awesome. you very much, Kerklick. Very fun. So um, as soon as this podcast is done recording and is up and ready to go, I will get the um, entries live on SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash Kirklick. That's where you're going to go to find the raffle copter, uh-huh. um, the raffle copter to enter. So mm-hmm. to get to get your first entry, all you have to do is go to Kirklick.com and tell us what you'd spend your $20 on. Mm-hmm. Just that easy. And then you can also earn more entries by liking us and liking Kirklick on Facebook and on Twitter. And there's a couple other ways to earn some um, entries, but they're all very simple. Mm-hmm. And we will keep the contest open for um, seven days. And at the end of the seven days, we will announce our three winners. And each Yay. one will receive a $20 gift certificate to Kirklick. Yay! And Yay. for those people who don't know what Kirklick is, if they missed our previous episodes they have all kinds of um like pdf files of different lesson plans it's all for homeschoolers lesson plans and activities that you can purchase or they give free ones away every week also yes and they also actually have live classes as well yes they do if you visit us on savvyhomeschoolmoms.com if you look over on the right side i'm sorry the left side Uh i I know my right from my left (laughs) if you look on the left side of the page there's a a link to go straight to the kirkclick website right and you can check out what's available there Yes, very cool. So we have some great um, messages from our listeners this week. Yes. So um, would you like to get started? 
Yeah, let's see. So on iTunes, um, Erica gave us a really nice comment that said, I'm a new homeschool mom looking for resources whenever possible and stumbled on Savvy Homeschool Moms a few weeks ago. Ladies, you are awesome. I now pause all other podcasts to listen to yours when it loads. Yay! <laughs> that cracked me up when I read that. I'm like, wow, cool. <laughs> and she continues, uh, you offer relevant information and share real life experience and that's just what I'm looking for. During episode 15, I paused half a dozen times to jot down links to check out later. Your podcast would be equally helpful to traditional school parents, as there are so many great ideas to enrich studies for every student. Thanks. Keep up the good work. And then she she put, this is Erica, and then she put a PS that says, I do not forward past your chit-chat. Might miss out on something. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We well, do mention things in our chit-chat, too. <laughs> we do. And Erica, keep in mind, you don't have to pause and check and write down the links, because right. we're pretty good about getting them all into our show notes. And our show notes are always available at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash whatever episode number you're listening to. Right. So if you're listening to episode 15, you just put the 15 there. It'll take you straight to that page. And all of the, well, hopefully, all of the links that we mentioned will be right. there. We, we do ever our miss best. anything. Yeah, if we ever miss anything, just let, let us know because occasionally we miss something. <laughs> only human. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a, a really nice email from Natalie. She says, hey, ladies, just wanted to send a note to say thank you. I found your podcast and love it. So glad I have found you. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Natalie. Thanks, Natalie. That's very nice. And then Leslie um, left a comment on our website that says, Hi, ladies. I just wanted to say thanks for all your hard work. I absolutely love and look forward to each and every podcast you create. I'm going to be homeschooling my four-year-old girl, and it feels so nice to listen to you, glean information off you, and learn from your trial and error. I know some people want to listen to just the informative part of the podcast, but I love every bit of it. You feel like friends. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. That was very nice. That made me smile. <laughs> that was sweet. Yes. And Marie left a comment on, um, actually on our blog, mm -hmm. um, on the episode when we spoke, on episode 14 when we spoke about um, extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. So Marie says, I'm a little late to the party, but wanted to comment on this episode and bring up another topic. My eldest daughter and I love listening to your podcast together. She's an information junkie just like me. During episode 14, though, I felt myself getting really anxious and stressed when you spoke about extracurricular activities for homeschoolers. My family is an example of what can go wrong, LOL. We are so overscheduled that I feel like a car service in short order cook. We are very picky about what we participate in, but there are six of us. Plus, my oldest is on the swim team, so she has practiced six nights a week. I thought that homeschooling, by definition, would mean that my children would not be overscheduled like those poor public schooled kids. It's a little ironic. We're not homeschoolers. We're van schoolers. <laughs> I am beyond exhausted and need to support my kids, but need to support my kids in the pursuit of their passions. I feel like I'm literally stuck between a rock and a hard place. I remember the feelings of worrying that my children would have enough socialization, but now I offer my family up as a cautionary tale to encourage fresh homeschoolers to sit on those feelings for a bit and not fret while their kids are young. You could end up like me. Dun, dun. <laughs> I understand exactly where you're coming from with that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never. We've never done that many things, so it's. Not, I've never reached that point of of running around. But I also only have two kids too, so right. <laughs> so it's having the two different. makes it easier. But it's, yeah, I know that even for us, we haven't done a whole lot of you know 
a lot of stuff, but even just going to enrichment classes and trying to get Jack to his speech therapy, and then All at right. one point the kids have gymnastics, that was enough. Yeah, yeah. I get stressed out just from when my kids were, at one point they were doing yoga, and at, one, at a different time, Maven had cooking classes and art class, but we never had all of those at the same time. They were always at different times. And even just trying to get to those classes was a lot of work. So I can imagine with multiple kids. But I did respond on the website to yes. to Marie that um, it immediately came to mind um, this other website or this other podcast that I listened to that I know I've mentioned before, the Busy Mom Survival Guide by PJ Jonas. She's um, the woman who, uh, uh, well, her family runs goat milk stuff. Mm-hmm. dot com i believe it is yeah goat milk goat milk stuff dot com <laughs> uh, it's hard to say <laughs> they sell like uh, uh soaps made out of goat milk um anyway uh she had a an episode about um finding margin in your life and uh or restoring margin to your life and she specifically talked at one point about um kids activities and i put on in the note um that i responded to her i said um that your comment just made me think of this podcast episode I listened to a while back, and I put the link there, which I'll put in the show notes. Um, it's a show I've mentioned on our on our show before, The Busy Mom Survival Guide by PJ Jonas, homeschooling mom of eight. Eight. I know, that's crazy. <laughs> and thriving home business owner. She has so many fantastic words of wisdom in each of her shows. This one specifically talks about kids' activities a little after the 30-minute mark. So I actually went back and listened to it to figure out where it was. I actually was shocked. I actually remembered which episode it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to find it pretty quickly. Um, I highly recommend listening to the entire show. But if you're not able to, at least listen from about 30 minutes to about 35 minutes. Um, it doesn't have to be the way that you're describing. PJ really explains it best. So for those who don't want to listen to the show, well, actually, I highly recommend going and listen to it because she just has really, really, really good things. But basically, one of the things that she mentions in there is bundling activities, which has never occurred to me before. So she, they have a rule in their family. Well, with eight kids, you kind of have to do this, I would imagine. Oh, but absolutely. you could do this with younger ones. I mean, with less kids, too. They all do the same activity they don't they don't get it they don't each get their own separate activities they actually um have to so maybe like you know one season it's something one kid wants to do and the next season maybe it's something the other kids you know so they probably break it up i imagine she didn't really go into a whole lot of specifics of it but i can picture it being like okay you know so when they're talking about sports specifically they did they all do track because it's something that they all can do and they're all into and um and so they, they do things, they bundle their activities, which I thought was a really good idea. That is a really good idea. Yeah. And, and I've actually thought about things like art class, like back in the day when Maven was taking art class, Tyrion was a baby, so he wasn't old enough for that kind of thing. But if I did something like that now, I would not do a separate class for her and a separate class for him. I would try to find something where they can both do it together. Right. Because that would save a lot of stress. <laughs> so if there's something, I mean, obviously, you know, and she even talks about it in the show, you know, sometimes it's just not going to work because you might have a really, really passionate gymnast and you really want to support that and maybe none of the rest of the kids want to do gymnastics or they hate it completely so obviously you have to figure out what will work for your family but i thought it was a really good idea though to bundle the activities so i think that's a fantastic idea because when we had gymnastics they did have it at the same time even though they were at two different they were in two different classes two different levels Mm -hmm. it was at the same time so that worked out really well very very cool yeah definitely except it had mom running you know from side to side in the gym but (laughs) But at least it was during the same time period yeah yeah 
though. So that I, would be really That's cool. the worst thing is when you have one kid that's sitting bored waiting for the other one while they're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that more than anything yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, that was really hard. When when Tyrion was a toddler and I was trying to entertain him while Maven was doing art class, that was not fun. I eventually got my dad to take Maven to art class because it was just so hard with a one-year-old trying to keep him happy. And he wasn't really into the toys at that place anymore after like the second time we went. Exactly. It's <laughs> so, rough. Yeah, it's very rough. So, so now we're going to take a break for our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVY for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. And we're back. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit today about my experiences with Math Mammoth. I just started using Math Mammoth this year with the kids. I have Danielle on level four and Jax on level one. Uh, prior to this, we've always used just the California State Standard Math um, mm-hmm. by, you know, Harcourt or whoever it is that does it. Right. And it's been okay. Right. Um, it, but some of the ways, first of all, they present the math in such a way that they show you 17 different ways to solve the problems. And they expect you to master all 17 <sighs> of the ways to do it. And then they never come, like they never come back to the 17 ways. They only pick one of them and continue with it. So that's kind huh. of bizarre to me. Weird. And most of the time, the way they solve problems is not even sort of close to the way that I solve problems in my own head. And huh. so it's sometimes hard for me to explain to the kids because I'm having to literally read out of the teacher's manual, you know? Oh, right. I have not had to do that with Math Mammoth at all. Um, yeah. There's only been one or two times that I've had to look at the, the answer sheet to figure out how they got to an answer. It's all very well written out how they solve the problem. So that's the first thing. I like with Math Mammoth how at the beginning of the sheet it shows how to work the problems out. There's not a huge amount for the children to read uh, so that they lose interest. Right. It's very short um, what they have to read. And the way it's written out, uh, so far with one, possibly two exceptions, the way they do it is the way I do math in my head. Right. And so that makes it easier for me to teach the kids because uh-huh. I can tell them, well, this is how I do it. And, and it lines right up with what they're doing on the worksheet. So that's the first thing that I really like. Um, the kids seem to really be enjoying it as well. Um, Jack balked a little bit when we went so for the had our first worksheet that didn't have pictures to go with oh, yeah. addition problems. He kind of <laughs> freaked out about that. Oh, no. But the thing is that they leave enough room on the worksheet that he was able to draw his own pictures. Yeah. So that's one really nice thing is that they leave lots of nice white space on the page. So if you're one of those people that doesn't care if your kids use the page as scratch, I don't. <laughs> I don't. As long as they circle their answer or in some way make it super clear where their answer is, I don't care if they wrote all over the whole paper. Oh, and so that's one nice thing is that um, they leave plenty of room on there for um, writing and doing figures on the page. Yeah. I got Maven is really, really 
for some reason anal about erasing her work every time. I'm like, Maven, you don't have to erase it. You can leave it on there. <laughs> There's plenty of space. Danielle, Danielle was that way too. And I explained to her, I said, the problem with you erasing it like that is if you don't show your work, I can't go back and look and see where you made your mistake. True. True. And so if you show your work, I can go through the problem. We can find together where their mistake was made. And then you will, you only have to start from there. Yeah. Do well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, we have scratch paper right on our school table now. So I've been trying to encourage her because she just doesn't like to make the page messy, mm-hmm. which is funny because she's not a neat writer at all. She writes so sloppy sometimes that I'm like, she doesn't really, it seems like she doesn't care. So I'm like, why do you care if there's messy numbers on the page? But she does. She has to erase it every time. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, coming from the woman who spent how long trying to make our little A's and B's line up on our outline? I know. No one else sees it but us. I can't imagine why her daughter wouldn't want to have messy math paper. Yes, I am funny about that, aren't I? <laughs> it but, just bugs me. Right. So I, I showed Danielle how she can, you know, write her her work on one part of the paper and then, you know, make sure that she differentiates where her answer is so mm-hmm. that I can find it when I correct it. Oh, sure. And I don't know how you guys do math, but we go through it. I correct it, and I mark I mark the ones that are wrong in red, and then we go back over a few of the ones that are wrong. So when I write the final grade on the paper, it says, you know, minus 7, and then it'll say 3 corrected. Yeah. So that way, if teacher looks at it and she goes, but you marked this wrong, but it's right, then she won't then I'd be wondering why, because that means that's one that we went over and did again. Oh, yeah. See, I just, I do it the, actually the way that um, our uh, spelling thing does it. I have her corrected it, like, well, she'll do it, and then she'll give it to me, and I'll check them, and I just write an arrow to show her which ones, and then she corrects them, and then we erase it, and then it looks like it's all right. <laughs> oh. So, you know, because I want her to, I have her I have her correct every single one. Occasionally, we've gone a few days, and I'm like, eh, forget it, it's fine, we'll move on. <laughs> but yeah. usually, I have her correct every single one, and it's usually not a ton, but there's a fair amount sometimes, because she just goes tries to go through through it too fast and she's not she's not careful she forgets that she was supposed to carry a one so she'll be off like in the tens or whatever it's usually something really simple like that right but Danielle uh, too actually yeah so I just have them do it and then I I don't I don't mark anything on it as far as right or wrong I just I just want them I don't know I never even occurred to me to do that but (laughs) I just wanted to do it really different than school too so I'm like (laughs) like balking at the red you know everything for me like let's just erase my kids don't really have like a negative (laughs) connotation about that they probably don't because they haven't been raised I mean probably not because of being raised differently (laughs) right yeah so I mark them in red so she knows which one she needs to go to. And yeah. Correct. I put yeah. a big arrow. <laughs> Look at this one. It. And then she erases the arrow when she fixes it. So That's a good way to do it. I just never, like, yeah. I, I see kids that, that turn in math pages at school and they get it back and there's all these mistakes on it. I was like, gosh, didn't their parents go over it with them before they turned it in? That's yeah. That's me. Yeah, and then at school, well, I guess it depends on the teacher, but at school, I don't remember them. I, f- I don't remember them having us correct it very often. I think we just moved on. If, well, I remember. if, if you did it as homework, though, wouldn't your parents correct it with you? I, I don't remember my parents doing homework with me. Yeah, my parents didn't either, actually, now that I think <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Parents today, though, they do because they yeah. complain about it all the time, right? Yeah, right. Like all of yes, my friends who have kids in public school all complain about homework all the time. So, assumably, they're doing it with their children. Otherwise, what would there be to complain about? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but, uh, okay, so going back to Math Mammoth. Math Mammoth, yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, we're really enjoying it. It's going really quite well. And um, the only thing I, I'm um, having problems with is I didn't print off the T 
teacher's manual and I'm having to keep pulling it up. And that's oh, kind of right. a pain. But I think I'm going to, once I print that off, I think it's, it's just going to go smoothly. Yeah. Um, and like I said uh, in the last episode, I really hate how they have the last page of one worksheet, oh, yeah. the first page of another one backed on each other. Right. But that's just more of a pet peeve thing than anything. Yeah, yeah. But people out there who are listening, if you publish a PDF file yes. that we're expected to print, then don't back the uh, a new worksheet on the on the back of a, an old worksheet. Make yeah. one sheet, one worksheet. Even if it's front and back, that's fine. Just yeah. one one worksheet per sheet, please. Yes. So um, that's my little review of Math Mammoth, and I will check in with you guys again later on as we continue to use it because Danielle and I are uh, striving to work through le- level four quickly so that we can start level five soon. Yeah. And um, But Jack is ch- trucking right along at level one at normal speed, so I'll be able to fill you guys in on how far we've gotten uh, in a few weeks and let you know how it's going. Yeah, yeah, we're trucking along. We're we're doing the same level actually. Although she had started into the book a little bit because she had done some over the summer. So ah, so you're probably farther ahead than we are. We're I believe so. Subtracting in columns or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm not sure what she's doing right now. Actually, she did a whole bunch of. Um, oh, I don't even remember. Anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> she uh, um, she's doing like three pages a day and front and back and. Um, and if we keep up at that pace, she should be done before Christmas. Excellent. That's my plan. <laughs> so we can move on to five. So, But yeah, and she's doing really good with it. None of it, I'll show you a bunch of it that she just did. She like whizzed through it. So that's nice. Yeah, some of it Danielle goes pretty quickly through and some of it she gets slowed down on. So, And that's how it always is with math, it seems sure. like. Every time we start getting like ahead and like getting to the point that we're we're like, oh hey, we we're getting ahead in math, and then suddenly we get hit with something. <laughs> yeah. that's like, Oh, slow down. Then they make you do more subtraction. The subtraction always slows us down. <laughs> it's yeah. always way harder than addition, of course. Oh, because <laughs> they go back because they were doing like what five and six digit numbers now and such. So yeah, we we yeah. were we were trucking right along with multiplication, and then we hit long division, and we just oh, like yeah. slowed to molasses. It was yeah. like. Oh, we're never gonna. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I remember it when I was doing it in school too. Division was just so much harder. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we are going to move on to our topic of the day now. And this week we are going to be talking about art and science recipes. Becky and I have both done lots of different home concoctions with our kids. And we thought that would be really fun to um, talk about, especially in light of making flubber this week um, with my kids. It seemed like a fun topic. So um, first of all, I was going to mention this company that you may or may not have heard of called Kid Concoctions. I know you've heard of it, right, Becky? Yes, yes I have. I actually heard about them on um, PBS. PBS. They had a yeah. show on PBS at one point. or at, It was one of those telethon shows. But yeah, and I actually subscribed at that time so that I could get their books. So I have, I have one of their books. Although the book that's on their website now is different than the one that I have. But I actually am thinking I might need to get that book because what I have is one, I think. And then they've got the book on their site now is like a compila- compilation of four. So that wow. looks really cool. They have a lot of really cool things in there, including lots of like art recipes and science recipes. They have all, also con- contra- concoctions and contraptions. They do contraptions also. So we're not going to talk about that today. But um, but they also have flubber and that kind of thing in their books. So, so flubber is, uh, is what we made this week. And if you're not familiar with it, it only uses white glue, 
borax, which is a like a laundry detergent, I guess. It's yes, something it like, or a it's laundry a booster, I guess. Oh, whitener, yeah. yeah. You can buy that on the shelves in the grocery store or Target or whatever next to the, um, it's usually where the powder detergents are. Yep. If I remember correctly. And I still have the same box has been on my shelf for, God, since Maven was a toddler. I think yeah. we start, I think the first time we made it, made Flubber with Maven, because I had done it in preschool before, but I bought my own box back when Maven was, I think it was her second birthday <laughs> that we had made Flubber at the birthday party. And uh, yeah, it was, um, it's the same box. I still have it. I have it's probably still half full. Because yeah. you only use a little bit, and you dissolve it in water, and that's it. You just use glue, water, and um, borax, and that's it. So, and and then, well, if you want to add color, you can add food coloring. Or we have liquid water color. Do you guys have liquid water color from? We don't, uh, but I want to get school supply. I do want to get some because I was looking at it. I oh, looked at it a awesome. hundred times, and I really want to get it. But I haven't that yet. That stuff is awesome. Discountschoolsupply.com, and they manufacture it themselves. Um, themselves, themselves. That their doesn't selves. sound right. Is it their selves? Okay. I think it's their selves. <laughs> you can tell grammar is not my speciality. Yeah, I'm uh, neither. <laughs> anyway, they manufacture it. And um, so it's, um, actually, I don't even know if you can buy it anywhere else. I'm not positive. That and BioColor, I think you can only buy through them, but I'm not positive. But anyway, um, so you can go to discountschoolsupply.com and purchase it there. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, <laughs> liquid watercolor to color anything that you're going to color Play-Doh, Flubber, any kind of that thing and they have tons of different colors and it's awesome stuff and very vibrant although i have noticed you have you you can't make it bright when you're doing flubber because it's white glue right so everything that you add to it is going to be pastel um in fact tiran was trying to make red and it didn't come out red it's pink <laughs> yeah because if you added enough liquid watercolor to actually make it red, it would be all of, I mean, it would it'd constantly be, be rubbing off on your hands, I would yeah, think. Yeah, it would be watery. It would be the tech, the, it's, yeah, you're only supposed to do a couple of drops of food coloring in there. So I usually just do a couple of drops of, of liquid watercolor. So, um, or a squirt. Sometimes we do like a, a little squirt in there, but anyway, and, um, that's it. That's all you do, and then you mix it all. Anyway, the the I'm not going to go through the whole details of it. You can look it up on um on actually. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for my website FresnoFamily.com. I have a section under parenting that has children's activities and it has tons and tons of art recipes on there. So, so that's one that I've made. What's one that you've made? Well, we've had um <laughs> well okay. I'll I'll I have two that I want to share. Okay. And um, I'm going to share both of them at the same time and then throw back to you because um, we have tried to make sugar crystals um, probably half a dozen times. Mm -hmm. And um, of all of the times, this last time we did it was the only time it's ever actually worked. And so in my frustration with not being able to get sugar crystals to work, I discovered borax crystals. Oh, so sugar crystals, let's just back up to sugar crystals. Sugar crystals are created when you, um, when you dissolve sugar into hot water. And you have to, um, you have to make a hyper solution, which mm-hmm. means that you literally stir sugar into the boiling water until, you can't, until no more sugar can dissolve in it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, know, you dangle a piece of string in it with a weight at the bottom. And supposedly, somehow by <laughs> magic, the sugar crystals are supposed to know to be on the string and not on the jar. And my problem is that they always wanted to be on the jar and not on the string. <laughs> so this last time I did it, I actually tied a Jolly Rancher to the bottom of the string and used that as the weight. Huh. 
And for some reason, that drew the sugar crystals to the yarn, to the piece of string, and oh, it wow. flavored them watermelon. So, oh, how fun! A watermelon flavored sugar crystal. So you came up with that all on your own? No, I read it somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, that's creative. <laughs> no, and well, it said to put a piece of candy at the end, and they said a lifesaver, but I didn't have any, so I stuck a Jolly Rancher that I happen to have left over for when I made flavored vodka for Christmas, <laughs> and um, it worked perfectly. And so, um, but if you are like me, and in general, your sugar crystals do not turn out, Uh try, try again, or make borax crystals. Uh, Borax crystals are not edible. Right. Unlike the sugar crystals, but they always work. And um, it's made the same way you you make a hyper solution of um, borax and water. And and what we did is we took um, pipe cleaners. And we, we made them into shapes and then dunked them into it. And then the crystals form onto the shape. So we actually made star-shaped crystals oh, that we then hug on the Christmas tree. Oh, that is clever. They don't stay together really well. Oh, that was my next question. Do they, like, if they get touched, does it fall apart? If they get touched, it's okay. But if your pipe cleaner gets bent or anything like that, oh. they, the borax isn't strong enough to hold it all together. I see. And probably would not want to do this on a tree that's in a house that has a toddler or something. No, Somebody that I, would want to put it in their mouth. Definitely, you wouldn't want to do that as well because it's not edible, as I mentioned. Right. It's I don't know that it's borax is is it considered toxic? It's just not something they should be eating. It's not safe, but right. I don't know that it's toxic. I don't se, think it is toxic. The borax crystals, though, are always going to work. It, it I have done it several times. I've never had an issue. It makes nice, big, clear, square crystals. Neat. So you can see. Uh, really clearly how the crystals form and everything and um, even though they are a little bit um, fragile you still can hold them and look at them and stuff and not have to worry about them falling apart and when you look at them under a magnifying glass you can really see the crystal formation really well wow that sounds really neat so um, sugar crystals but because they're edible and so that by nature makes them more fun but if you can't get sugar crystals to work borax crystals are my next uh, suggestion for you. They're awesome. Fantastic to make. Very, very cool. And we've always made lots of Play-Doh, homemade Play-Doh. I know you've made this before too. Yes. Homemade Play-Doh, I know that everybody's got a recipe for. In fact, the one that I use, I see it all over the internet, so apparently people know this is the best recipe. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, when I when I taught um, preschool, the card that it was written on at the school said, THE BEST! In capital letters, Play-Doh <laughs> recipe. In other words, don't even look at any of the rest. Just do this one. And this this one does require that you cook it. So it's a little bit more work. But um, but it's fun. And I've done it a zillion times. When we did it, actually, I've been in search of a hot plate to do this on. Because we used to do it at the preschool. And I have not found... Well, I found them on eBay, but never for a price I was willing to pay yet. Right. I'm trying to find an old one, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, one of those, like, saucepan type... Right. You know, electric, like an electric saucepan. And that's what we did it in. And in, So you can do it in any room. You don't have to be in the kitchen. But, of course, it's easier when you're at home and you only have two kids. So you can right. just do it at the stove. But it would be more fun to do it at a low table in the in the school room. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's, it's just the flour and, what is it, flour and oil and water and cream of tartar. I think there's something else I'm forgetting. But anyway, the recipe will be in the show notes. Um, I actually have an entire separate page for it in um, on my website, um, fresnofamily.com, under the parenting section. But um, 
the the thing that's really cool about the homemade play-doh is well first of all it's really fun to do when you first cook it because when you cook it, it this when it solidifies because it's kind of liquidy when you first put it together and then you cook it and then it solidifies you know you swear it's never going to be play-doh but then you cook it and it, it totally does does you have to keep moving it though because you don't want it to burn or scorch because then you get dry pieces in it but um yeah, and it's I've done it uh, I don't know hundreds of times like seriously well maybe not hundreds but I've done it a lot and it it always works out great and um, uh, the thing that's really fun about that is liquid watercolor to make nice bright colors you can use food coloring as well um, but there's bright colors for liquid watercolor and you can you can actually get them to be pretty vivid in your in your play-doh we've done some bright reds and some bright purples and and add some sense to it it's so fun yeah green play-doh with peppermint in it it smelled so good of course it tastes horrible little ones want to try it but it's not going to hurt them if they eat it there's nothing toxic in it <laughs> but um yeah so fun what what uh you've you've used sense too haven't you yeah we've we've made um like cinnamon scented and like, Ooh, pumpkin fun. spice scented <gasps> oh i hadn't thought of pumpkin spice that's a great idea yeah, i made it on halloween I made it in the fall and yeah, yeah. I made it in scented. I saw such a cool idea to use um watermelon what was it? It was watermelon something watermelon scented. Now I'm forgetting. What did was I it say? Play-Doh or Kool-Aid? Oh yeah, that's right. It was jello. It was jello. jello. Yes. Yeah, see, that's how bad my memory is. I just read it like a couple hours ago and I forgot already. Yes. Watermelon jello to color it and scent it. Um and there's uh a link in on one of those pages we'll put the link in the show notes um and add when you're eating in the summertime when you're eating watermelon save the seeds like if you get seeded uh, if anybody buys any with seeds anymore i never buy them i always buy seedless but right deliberately go buy one with seeds save the seeds wash them and save them and put them in your play-doh how cool would that be i love that idea i've never seen watermelon jello so i'm gonna have to go look for some (laughs) but uh, i wonder if it's a seasonal thing Hmm, we'll have to see i don't know i haven't looked (sighs) We've made, so we've made peppermint, we've made um, strawberry scented pink um, Play-Doh, or maybe it was red, I don't remember, and we made green with peppermint, and I was just thinking the other day that I need to go get some lavender, because I know you don't like lavender, (laughs) but purple lavender Play-Doh would be so yummy. But um, so anyway, you can get creative with that and add some, add some liquid scents or some, uh, some essence, essential oils. No, it'd be fun. Hmm. Make like, make like. Play-Doh that's one color, but the scent doesn't go with it. Oh, that would be interesting. What what would be a color like? Like um, you could make like um, green Play-Doh that smelled like bubble gum. Oh yeah, that's a good you know, idea. Or something like that, and, yeah. and like make it like um, I don't know, like they could guess what the scents are and stuff. <laughs> Ooh, that would be neat. Yeah, and it's really fun to play with, especially when it's hot off the. Well, once it's cooled enough to where it doesn't burn you because it actually is really hot when it first comes off. But when it's warm, oh, it's so fun for the kids to play with it. I like playing in it. It's actually way better than the store-bought Play-Doh even. Yeah. And it smells so much better. It smells better. (laughs) That's my whole thing is the store-bought Play-Doh, I think it smells awful. (laughs) I used to like eating that stuff when I was a kid. I don't know why. (laughs) I know, gross. So anyway, Play-Doh, really, really cool stuff. And oh, while we're talking about Play-Doh, Kool-Aid Play-Doh, have you ever made Kool-Aid Play-Doh? I haven't actually. Kool-Aid Play-Doh is cool because you don't have to cook it, but you do have to have hot water. You dissolve it in, I'm guessing it's probably the same as Jell-O Play-Doh. I would imagine you probably do it the same way. I haven't actually looked at the details of that recipe for the um, watermelon um, as far as the, the, you know, what you do, how you do it, if you cook it or not. But Kool-Aid Play-Doh, you don't have to cook, which was really cool when I, when I would do it in a place where I didn't have 
I didn't have access to an oven or I didn't have access to a hot plate to, to heat it up in. Mm-hmm. So you, you get the hot water and it has to, I think it's supposed to be boiling water though. So you have to kind of figure that out, but um, you can get like a coffee pot or something or something that doesn't have coffee <laughs> residue, I guess in it, something to heat up the water. But um, although it might, it might work with just tap water, really, really hot. Well, you'd have to try it, but, and you dissolve the, the Kool-Aid in it. And then it's almost all the same ingredients as, as uh, the regular Play-Doh, except I don't think it has cream and tartar in it, if I remember correctly. But the link is on yeah, on the website. We'll put it in the show notes. And it's yummy smelling. You can use yeah. any any color, any flavor of of Kool-Aid, and it smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another way to scent them. And, and it's got a little bit of a different process to make it than the, than the regular Play-Doh. So. And all of these are all really great ways of showing um, chemical reactions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I hadn't even really thought about that. Especially like when you go from a liquid to a solid when you're cooking it. That's really interesting to watch. Yeah, we're all about the chemical reactions right now. That's what we're studying. So Very cool. Now, oobleck. I know you must have made oobleck before, oh, right? Oh, most definitely. We've oh, made. my goodness. Cornstarch and water. That's it. Non-Newtonian the- liquids, man. You know I love them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oobleck is so fun. Um, at, again, liquid watercolor or food, or food coloring to change it whatever color you want. What we used to do when I did Mommy and Me classes is I had a water table. You can buy it from discountschoolsupply.com for it's a little bit expensive, but it's not too bad. But or you can just get a tub somewhere, and we would fill it up. I just put a ton, you know, I get I get those bulk bags. Actually, I do this for my Play-Doh, too. Get the bulk bags, bulk containers. Like, cream of tartar usually comes in a little tiny container. So you want to get bulk, go to Costco. Go to Smart and Final is where I usually go. And um, and then, but for the cornstarch, you definitely want a big amount if you're going to make oobleck. Because if you just have a tiny amount, it's not as impressive. Right. <laughs> so you want it because they come in small boxes normally. But you can get a bunch of, and they cost very little too. So, but if you get one of those big bags and you can pour it into a water table, and then I just use a hose and I just add water until I have the kids mix it. Well, just with their hands, just mix, mix, mix until you be careful not to add. Too much water because then it's not as dramatic. It's right. too watery. <laughs> Add it just enough so it's slimy, and um, and then that's it. And then it's like it's like you put your hands in it and it's slimy. And then when you let it sit, you can hit it. It's a solid. It's a liquid and a solid at the same time. It's crazy. There must be a science page about that somewhere. Uh, actually, MythBusters did a really awesome thing with it. Um, and they actually, I think it was Mythbusters that did it, and they actually filled like a trough, like that an animal would drink out of. They oh, filled fun. it, and they ran across the top oh. it barefoot. Ellen oh, DeGeneres did that too. It was Mythbusters because it was Adam that was running, and he would run oh, across funny. and get to the other side, and then he ran across, and he goes, "Now, just to show you that this really is, you know." And he stopped in the middle, and he just sunk down, and then they had a heck of a time getting him back out again. Oh, funny. Yeah, I always said that that would be a really fun, like a fundraiser to do for the Discovery Center to get a big, like a big jacuzzi full of <laughs> people had to pay five dollars to go walk in it or whatever. That'd be really fun. I haven't done it yet, but yeah, no, I think Ellen DeGeneres did that. I think it was Ellen on her show, and they filled like a massive tub. It was huge, and she walked across. And then when she stopped walking, yeah, she would sink. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very cool. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, and you can play with. They can play in that in, in seriously hours, and it cleans up so easy. It's like just wash it off with the with the hose. It dissolves immediately in water. It's like exactly. so easy to clean, and it doesn't stain. And like liquid watercolor and food coloring, it's not going to stain their clothes when it's like in something. I don't know how well it works when you actually have it straight, but if it's like 
in Play-Doh or in Ublick or in something. I've never had it. It doesn't even stain their hands or anything. That's good. Um, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect that, but it's true. Even in like water, when we put it in like the we would do the water table with colored water. Always mm-hmm. always put food coloring in like our water in their bathtubs and and in the the swimming pools outside and in the um, water table. We always put added water to uh, color to it. it was, mm-hmm. Always made it way more fun, <laughs> and it doesn't dye their skin. So even liquid watercolor. So uh, let's see what else. Uh, Java dough. Oh my gosh, we only made this once or twice, I believe. But it smells so good. You just use old coffee grounds. And then basically the ingredients for Play-Doh. The, the recipe will be on the in the show notes, the link. But uh, smells. if you like coffee, you will love this recipe. <laughs> and the kids even like it. My kids really like the smell. And they're not so into coffee per se, but they love coffee flavored just about everything. So. Yeah, the smell of coffee is always much better than the taste. It really is because I don't like coffee at all. But I love the smell of coffee. Yeah, I love the smell of coffee, but I also like the flavor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so Java dough is another one that's really, really fun. In fact, I need to, now that my husband actually does make coffee, he didn't used to make coffee at home, but now he does from time to time. So I'll have to start saving some of the old coffee grounds. And you make Java dough with that, and it was really cool. And, oh, here's one that you've done, peanut butter Play-Doh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So what do you use for your peanut butter Play-Doh? You know, I think I just used the recipe that was on your website. Oh, did you? Oh, so then you used it the same way that, that I do it then, because the re- my recipe is different than most people's. Yeah, I'm I, I I, pretty sure that when I made it, it it's been a while ago. It, it was so long ago. I was still taking care of Shrada at the time. So Oh, that was a while ago. So, But I'm pretty sure I used the one that was on your website. Oh, okay, so then, because so, I think most of the ones that I've seen online don't add oatmeal. I think that's an ingredient. I actually learned about that years ago when I was working at a country club. Somebody taught us how to do that with the kids because I did the kids' activities there. And um, I've done it ever since. And Maven and Tyrion both will eat it for breakfast sometimes. Seriously. Oh, funny. <laughs> They're like, I'm like, what do you want for breakfast? I'm just going to make peanut butter Play-Doh. Okay. <laughs> and it's, I, get, I get the regular peanut butter that's unsweetened. Um, you know, the regular just peanuts. So it's just straight peanuts. Um and then we use dry oatmeal, and then you use dry milk. And if you want, which my kids always want, you put a squirt of, of honey in there as well mm-hmm. and to make it sweet, and then you mix it all up. And the way I always used to do it was, um, here's an idea that just just occurred to me that I forgot about. I actually did it once with kids when I was teaching about um, dung beetles. And we made it, and we pretended it was poop. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> and we I was rolled just it into balls. That's perfect. <laughs> and then I said, now eat your poop because you're a dung beetle. That's what you eat. You know? <laughs> but what I did is I took a spoon, and I would just uh, I would give them a tray if we had trays. But if they don't have trays, find a surface that is easy to clean. Maybe a plastic placemat or um, maybe just plastic. Uh, not plastic wrap because that would stick to it too much. But like maybe like um, wax paper. Wax mm-hmm. paper works. I've done that too. Put that down first because they're going to need something to work on. Or maybe a, you could even probably do it on a plate. Um, glob of peanut butter. So you put that on first. You put the you do the wet ingredients first. Put the honey in there. Mix it up so then it's the right till it's the right amount. I just add it until it's just the right sweetness. Mm-hmm. And then you add the dry. And then I never measure it. I just throw it in until, you know, oh, handful of this handful. Squirt, squirt yeah, or uh, pour and just mix. Mm-hmm. And that's all you do. And then you just mix it until it's the consistency you want. Maven likes it really, really dry. Tyrion prefers it a little wetter. So, 
they just mix it and then they can roll it into balls and they can actually make it into things although my kids just eat it (laughs) (laughs) did your kids ever make it and actually make it into little play-doh creatures (laughs) Uh, yeah i think we we made them into little things and then we ate them yeah ate the little things that we made it's really yummy too i'm like i said my kids like it for breakfast (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I was just reminded. Of, um, I made the recipe um, that you had, and I rolled it into tubes, uh-huh. and I wrapped them in wax paper and put them in the freezer, and then Ooh. I would take them out and let Jack eat them because that was when Jack was having a lot of allergy problems and couldn't eat a bunch of the stuff that he normally ate. Uh-huh. And so um, I was able to get like a bunch of protein into them, really, yeah. by having them eat that. It's pretty healthy too, especially yeah. if you use like the natural peanut butter too. So, yeah, very good stuff. I really like it, too. It's yummy. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, fun. I mean, play with your food. It is. It's very fun. I, you know, make them wash their hands first. But. <laughs> and it's really messy, so they have to be, you know, somewhere that they're, you know, not going to be painting the walls with it and such. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, too. Yeah, so, but it is really, really messy, but. But yeah, it's it's really fun. I we they usually don't put their hands in it until it's got enough dry in it to where it's not going to just stick to their hands. Because obviously, if it's straight peanut butter, it's just going to stick to their hands. Right. So we use like a we just use plastic spoons, and we just stir it until it's dry enough to where they could get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. And you could even put like some of the dry ingredients on your hand if you want, like maybe some dry milk or something on your hand to, or flour, I suppose. Although it's not going to add to the flavor any, but <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, and the last one that I wanted to mention was homemade chalk, which is really, really fun. Um, There's a really cool recipe for it um, in Kid Concoctions, but they use, uh, I believe they use food coloring in that. And there's actually a really cool recipe that I got from BioColor years ago. BioColor is a special paint that um, you can buy through DiscountSchoolSupply.com that Mm -hmm. has got very... um, it's different than regular tempera. It's like a tempera paint, but it's different. You can do lots of th- different things with it. Go to discountschoolsupply.com and check out BioColor, and they'll show you all the different things. It, it works differently than tempera paint. And for some reason, it works really, really well with homemade chalk. It's just like pl- plaster of Paris and um, BioColor and water, as I recall. And we used um, toilet paper tubes. We would pour it. We'd put plastic wrap. I think mm-hmm. I li- I think I lined it with plastic wrap on the inside too. I'm not positive. Well, maybe I didn't because I'm not sure how exactly that would work. I must have just put it on the bottom. Put plastic wrap on the bottom. Pour it in. Leave them upright. Let them dry. Peel the thing off, and it works great. It lasts a long time too. A lot longer. It doesn't dust like the regular. You know how the regular chalk from the store turns into dust immediately. Yes. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't get that powdery like that. It's and it's very vibrant with biocolor. The color is really vibrant. It's not like you know how it's all subdued. It's like all pale. Um, unless you get it wet. If you get regular chalk wet, then it's darker. But that's more like what biocolor is like, mm-hmm. uh, the biocolor chalk. It's br- it's brighter. That's the really cool thing about biocolor is their colors are so vibrant, and they stay vibrant. So very, very cool. Oh, and then I had talked to you about how you can actually pour the 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 liquid chalk before it's dried. You can pour it into molds. You can find candy molds or like the little toy packaging mm-hmm. from like if you got a toy airplane and it's shaped like the you know if it was wrapped around the airplane you can pour use that as a mold for um for making like airplane chalk and That's stuff like that fantastic idea yeah it's a really really fun thing ice cube trays you could do that too so anyway was there any other recipes that you were 
I know it wasn't on the list, but maybe you thought of something else. I hadn't thought of anything else, no. But all of those sound really great, and I think I'm going to try some of the ones I haven't tried yet. I know. I'm thinking I haven't made some of those in a long, long time. And um, and I'm really excited about the sugar crystals and the borax crystals. I've never made those. I've heard of sugar crystals. I've never heard of borax crystals. Yeah, I it's definitely really cool. recommend the borax crystals. They're super simple, and they look really pretty when you're when they're done. And I'm sure that there's probably science pages that explain a lot about it too, right? Oh, was, oh that's a chemistry. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, so it probably has information on the science of it, right? Yes. The links that you have. Uh-huh. That's awesome. why I put those. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. And I have a link that um, uh, we'll put in the show notes to Steve Spangler Science that not only tells you how to make flubber, but it tells you what's happening. Because I was on search of, in search of um, instructions on, or like a kid-friendly explanation of what was happening in the flubber and everything I was reading wasn't kid friendly it was really hard to understand for me mm-hmm. but the Steve Spangler silent, si- science <laughs> was um, something that actually seemed a little bit more understandable so if you can work it into uh, while you're making it you can explain the science of it you can make it part of the school lesson too so <laughs> fantastic and I was thinking that how much better it would be for him to have Play-Doh to play with while I was talking instead of drawing tanks yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because my kids really like to build things, you know, mold things and, and, and whatnot. So I'm I'm really, really going to work hard at each week, at least. Because then you can, it's, you can keep it for some of the stuff, like the Play-Doh can keep for weeks. Yeah. If you store it in an airtight container or put it in a, um, it's better if you put it like in a zipper bag and you squeeze the air out every time, then it, mm-hmm. will, it will keep for a really long time. And uh, it doesn't dry out for a really long time, so. It's pretty Fantastic. cool stuff. Yeah, very cool. So I guess we covered everything, didn't we? I think so. Oh my goodness. Time flies. It does. <laughs> so if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, And we're on Instagram as Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com, and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com, and the links for both of those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Now, don't forget to go and visit SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash Kirklick so you can enter our very first giveaway. Right. And uh, goodbye, everybody. Have a great week, and come back and take a break with us again next week. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Foreign language study and quick tips and tricks. Great, except it's foreign. <laughs> I said foreign. You said foreign. Erase the G. Erase the G. And we know it's spelled wrong. In light of especially uh, the, I almost said blubber. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We made blubber this week. (laughs) No, you chew blubber. You don't make it. Oh, my God.